Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Live from Burbank, California, it's the Podcast The Ride, very merry, non-denominational holiday special. Featuring appearances from Sandy Duncan, Glenn Campbell, Art Carney, Nancy Kerrigan, Dr. Wunderbar, Secretary of Florida, Catherine Harris, Henry Kissinger, Avery Schreiber, Sandy Patty, Don Pardo, James Cameron, Suzanne Summers, Jerry Van Dyke, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Time Permitting, Santa Claus, and your hosts, Jason Sheridan, Scott Gardner, and Mike Carlson. Ho, ho, ho. Welcome to Podcast the Ride. Very Merry Christmas edition. I am Mike Carlson, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, as always, Jason Sheridan. Hello. Happy holidays. And Scott Gardner. Uh, ho, 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 indeed. I'll second you on that. We're, oh, we're very excited. You can feel the, the holiday spirit in the booth. I can feel my mic stand uh, tipping <laughs> over, so one of you guys talk while I deal with this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're very excited because today is... Christmas time, and it's a very exciting time because we get to revisit some of our favorite specials that take place at Disneyland with some of the most wonderful stars Hollywood ever had to offer, uh, and and we're going to poke around and you know, have a little fun, goof around, and just enjoy the season. Yeah, these were, uh, uh, the Disney, the Very Merry Christmas Parades were a big thing in my house, like, growing up. Like, we would wake up on Christmas morning, come downstairs, open presents and stuff, and it's like, now we gotta, now we gotta watch the Christmas Parade. I, and I would halt the present process. I yeah. would happily put presents aside in order to go watch uh, Mayim Bialik interview <laughs> uh, families from Wisconsin on the streets of Main Street. John uh, Stamos and Henry Kissinger are in Epcot. <laughs> <laughs> Is that real? That sounds real to no, me. No, <laughs> that's not real. Well, Kissinger has, there are pictures of Nixon and Kissinger in Epcot. Um, Nixon is all over the parks. Well, Nixon is all over the parks, but and, not at the Christmas. Right, not at Christmas time. Not <laughs> Nixon was not allowed in Disney at Christmas, but he uh, was during the regular he season. He made a brief appearance as the ghost of Christmas yet to come in a very <laughs> it a it a, a lost Disney uh, Christmas. The Carol. one like wearing the hood, so when he yeah. revealed his face, it was very oh Nixon. Yeah, <laughs> um, 
<laughs> sorted surprise. Um, there are a lot of okay, yeah. So we're talking about all these all these Disney TV specials, primarily the Very Merry Christmas Parade, which has been a tradition since 1983. And there are a lot of presidents in these. There's mm. a big presidential presence uh, from the just the few that I skipped through. You, you you get a Reagan, you get a Bush. There's one where you get Reagan and Bush, both yeah. of them. Uh, uh, Bill and Hillary Clinton. Uh, a lot. So many presidents took the time to uh, took the time aside to uh, make appearances and uh, address the Disney viewing audience. And talk a lot about the glory of the Lord. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I don't know that uh, if, if did Obama show up in any of the later ones? It, it should also be mentioned these parades have like evolved over the years as like the media landscape has evolved. Like in the early days they were much closer to like kind of a throw together variety special I, I think I said in a text chain we have I said like these were a lot more like loose and wild when people thought TV was trash <laughs> and now in the tw- like in the as the 90s went on and the 2000s went on they're a lot cleaner like you can tell there's like brand integrity people making sure like alright Neil Patrick Harris can do this and uh, he can be with uh, Tinkerbell but we're not really pushing Cinderella right now like there's a lot everything Things like very clean and 40 minutes and perfectly mm-hmm. edited and that sort of thing. They're very glossy. It, it's very unlikely in a very Merry Christmas parade post 2005 that anything like interesting or odd will happen. As opposed to if you were watching the 80s and 90s ones, you'll see some like truly bizarre small talk from Regis Philbin that makes yeah. you question like you do that you're a host professionally and this is what you're saying to people on the street. He'll like put a microphone up in front of somebody and then not wait for the response and pull away immediately yeah. uh uh yeah there and like it's a little more live to tape feeling uh, alan thick goes on riffs where he has no end in sight he'll sort of get close to a, a sexual double entendre um yeah they're just they're yeah. they're sloppier affairs in the 80s and 90s which is what i love about them they're unprofessional really yeah <laughs> like <laughs> highly unprofessional <laughs> and and appear to be actually live on christmas day some of the segments i mean it says live like now they just shoot it all. They've already started shooting like in mid-November for specials nowadays. Yeah, if you uh, perhaps somebody listening has been to a Disney park in November or December and seen the signs that are up everywhere, like we are taping for a special today, so be aware that you you are on camera. Um, I feel like I've been around for like a in the periphery of a Stevie Wonder performance at yeah. the uh, base of Sleeping Beauty's <laughs> castle or whatever. Uh, uh, that yeah, they seem to collect these performances all year. Um, yeah, always- Bruno Mars sings your favorite public domain Christmas carol. <laughs> That'd be pretty good, though. Again, that, that sounds real. That's a, yeah, it does sound real. You can say mm-hmm. these. Uh, a lot of these specials are wonderful time capsules of the year and era. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are from this year. Migos performing chestnuts <laughs> roasting on an open fire. This <laughs> nose roasting on an open fire. Um, I'm snipping at your nose. <laughs> that, that sounds real. Was that did that happen? <laughs> Could Is be. This year? You'll have to tune in this year and All find right. out. Uh, hey, look, they do get a lot of uh, Hollywood's top performers. I went. I, I listed just a few of who who has been in these things. <laughs> well, now it's it's not a very impressive list once I'm looking at it. You know, but they they have had Beyonce in the year of her height of relevance. Nancy Kerrigan performed a special holiday ice. <laughs> dance oh, huge uh, in the uh, early 90s ice skating yeah there was a special that's the bronson 
Pincho one. Oh, is oh, I'm not sure actually. I don't know the rest of it. There, there's a special where it's uh, Bronson Pincho both as himself and as like a heavily made up Jack Frost character. Oh, wonderful. Uh, who gives uh, Snow White and 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 Belle and Beast and Mickey and Goofy. Again, this would not happen now. All of these characters got. He gives them mission. Like you have to go get this in this part of the park. But mm. then he's also Bronson Pincho with his niece and seems like he's like, oh, come on. Please, I just want to sit down. Like, that's the whole gimmick with the niece. And this is intercut with, like, footage of Scott Hamilton and Nancy Kerrigan, like, skating. Oh, wow. uh, Figure skating at the height of its power. Which, well, she had the deal with Disney World, like, post her Olympics victory. Although she, after all that, I don't think she got the gold. That's the thing, right? After, like, Tanya versus Nancy Tanya didn't get anything. Uh, Nancy did not get the gold either. But yeah. still, but like, you know, she was triumphant ultimately after all that. Uh, that situation we'll hear about in the Margot Robbie movie. Uh, <laughs> but she, like, uh, isn't there something where she was on a Disney World float and she said, This is so corny on Mike? <laughs> I, I think that's a story I'm remembering oh, correctly. Nancy. Yeah, Nancy. yeah. She kind of threw Disney under the bus. She that's, didn't know it was, that a, sucks. It was a hot mic. Um, so but, uh, when you watch Nancy Carrie, and uh, ice dancing for Christmas, just know she's faking it. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> those smiles are not true. Uh, I was gonna say uh, Tanya Harding, of course, famously had that deal with Six Flags post <laughs> the incident, and uh, was on all of their floats for their Christmas parade. Yeah, which... she did a she did an ice dancing routine with the uh, the little old man. The... <laughs> yeah, the 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 we the like Vango to party. Bus the Vanga bus, yeah. the Vanga bus <laughs> man. Old man. <laughs> uh, look that look those commercials up. And Doctor, for some reason, Henry Kissinger also. There, yeah, Henry Kissinger is. Well, he came to drag the Venga bus man back to hell. (laughs) (laughs) His duty, his duties as Secretary of State oversaw all countries, including hell, including hell. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's still part of your your (laughs) jurisdiction as a world leader. Running list of who I've said is in hell now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Wait, yeah, there was somebody last time. Was it Uh, was it Don Pardo? Don Pardo and like a ride uh, or like a show. I think you said the the company Go ninety. Oh, uh, Go ninety and Don Pardo which is, is accurate. In hell. That's correct. Verizon's mm-hmm. Go ninety. Uh, it's um, the only place you can watch it now. Um, well, so uh, I don't know what else about this thing. Okay, so so I mean, we're going to talk about some specials that yeah. are not the very merry Christmas parade, but that became the kind of codified Christmas Day Disney special, and uh, those have been hosted by a number of people over the years. But primarily, Regis Philbin has been a part of it since the early eighties. First as a man on the street reporter, a sideline guy, uh, and then ultimately up in the booth. Uh, you also get a lot of Joan London. Joan London is all mm-hmm. over these. Mm-hmm. Um, these are sorry. These I was going to say these these are people that are in the ABC family often. People mm-hmm. that are associated yeah. with the actual network, which would eventually Disney bought it in the nineties, but mm-hmm. they always had a, a, a sort of affiliation with them. Yeah. Uh, so there, that's that's the thing. These these specials that we grew up loving and making our parents watch every Christmas morning are, ju- are they are just like a hodgepodge of promotion of ABC shows and ads for Kissimmee St. Cloud it is like pure oh propaganda streamed into your home but we ate it up as a child I was like what is Kissimmee St. Cloud like I <laughs> can you explain it to me because I I believe it's just an area right outside one of the gates of the park it, it's right. just a county or or a neighborhood it's just like 
it was just an area that spent a lot of money on their tourism budget in the 90s. Like, there was a commercial with a, a target that yes. had arrows shooting at it. And it, a I think it's just a bullseye that says uh, an arrow go, goes close to the bullseye. Yeah. Here's Disney World. Here's Universal, Universal Studios. Studios. Here's SeaWorld. Sea and here's Epcot separately. Yeah. Discounted as a different thing. And then here in the middle. Kissimmee St. Cloud, the final arrow pierces the bullseye. I remember this so strongly. I'm six years old and like, I need to go there. Get me to Kissimmee St. Cloud as soon as possible. It worked on me so hard. I'm doing a podcast about this shit (laughs) still. That's how much this bullseye thing is in my brain. And I think that'll be a lot of today's episode. It's a mix of uh, uh, our our comedy brains going like, what is is Jerry Van Dyke on in this? (laughs) What is happening? And then the other half is just like, I sincerely love this very much. Uh, This is burned in my brain uh, since I was a child. I don't even consciously remember it, but it'll pop up in my dreams or it'll surface (laughs) in my subconscious. It Uh, is just the most tender moment when Tommy Toon befriends the children and ushers (laughs) them into Sleeping Beauty Castle. I just wept. I wept. Um, Yeah, there's there's so many wonderful uh, moments in these things. Things. And I and and my overall uh, point as we start talking about moments from these Christmas specials is for anybody listening who's already home for the holidays or who is heading home for the holidays, maybe got a lot of time to kill uh, with your parents, with your family. <laughs> you know, there's there's I, I you don't get a lot of new holiday specials this year unless there's also a David S. Pumpkins Christmas special. I'm not <laughs> sure how many new ones we're gonna have in 2017. And how many times can we watch the Peanuts? How many times can we watch Linus give the speech? How many times can we watch the Christmas story kid get his tongue stuck to the pole? I think it's time for some new holiday classics to enter the the holiday lexicon. So I say when you're when you're home with, with with your with your father with your mother with your with your nieces and nephews whatever it is say you know what we're gonna do tonight family we're watching specifically the 1987 <laughs> very merry Christmas parade off of YouTube with commercials for Kissimmee St Cloud <laughs> because three nerds told me to mm-hmm. yeah so who wants to go first gentlemen well I'll, I will go first because it's the earliest uh, in mm, regards okay. to the year mm-hmm. and your your special predates the very merry Christmas yes. Parade, which started in 1993. You're going to talk about an older one from from 76, correct? Yes, the 1976. It's called Christmas in Disneyland. So we're going to zoom through it, and I'm going to try to fill in the blank. So if I leave something out, let me know. Uh, but I'll set it up for you. All right, there's a couple kids, and they're with their grandpa, and their grandpa's played by Art Carney. <laughs> Art Carney of the of the Honeymooners. That's mm-hmm. probably his most famous role. But he was a you know an old actor and was in a bunch of Academy Award winner for uh, something else. Yeah, something else. <laughs> Not sure. <laughs> yep. Let us know. Uh, and he was a he song and dance man. You know, he was one of those jack of all trades entertainers. But in 1976, he is very elderly. <laughs> he's uh yeah. he's playing uh, he's playing a character named Gramps. <laughs> that's how the, that's what they call him. So they're walking around Disneyland, and Gramps doesn't like Disneyland. Okay, Gramps. Mm-hmm. Thinks this is kind of all bullshit. Like Bronson Pinch show earlier, this is a running thing in a lot of these specials. Is the guy who's not into the spirit who just wants to find a bench, which is fascinating. <laughs> like, why would you? Why would you advertise that? <laughs> why would you? Or is in it... your specials dredge up that syndrome that people do have about Disneyland? Yeah, when you get overwhelmed by like the heat and the noise and just drinking too much soda and. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would think though that they're sort of trying to tell the parents, hey, if you spend the day here, you'll 
you know, I don't want to spoil what happens at the end of to, to old Gramps, but maybe you'll go through the same journey that Gramps went through. Oh boy! You'll oh. start out and you'll hate it, but by the end, oh my God, your world has been opened up and you believe in magic. Again. Whoa! Good yeah. for Gramps. Well, how does this journey play out? So, okay, here we'll start here, and this is just you'll get a gist of sort of Gramps's mood. the time and money. Come on, Gramps, I want to see everything. You've seen enough. You've seen one for you, you've seen them all. I didn't want to come here in the first place. Sorry, I let you kids talk me into it. Now let's get going. I've already missed a half day's business. Talk I've to a lot already of money down. missed a half day's we business. Here and you promised us a good time. A good time? I'll tell you what a good time is. A good time is working and earning money, not running around some park laughing and singing. <laughs> so Gramps is just a, a, he's a real pain in the ass. He talks about he missed a half day of business. He doesn't specify what the business is. <laughs> it's just that he, you know, he, he loves earning money and that's it and no fun. Uh, and t- today in 2017, he could be checking stocks or trading or whatever from the park. Right. But this was not the case at the time. Right, you have to. It's like I hate fun. I hate sunshine and pollution is good. <laughs> like this is Graham Gramps. <laughs> I am the stereotypical uh, angry man. Uh, he didn't even have the an internet cafe brought to you by Treasure Planet to go check his email <laughs> at. <laughs> that is made up, but could I, also be real. Again, I thought that was real, possibly in the whatever special you're going to be talking about. There was definitely internet cafes at the. Uh, well, at, interventions must have had like previews of yeah, prodigy or whatever. And- 1997. In the Dudley Do Right episode, we talk. I talked about the uh, the the store that briefly sold uh, uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle merchandise. Very quickly morphed into an internet cafe. <laughs> internet cafe. <laughs> um, but our old yeah, Gramps didn't have this at the time. Right. And this is by the way, they've also been in the park for maybe under an hour. Yeah, they're like outside. They're, they haven't even been in there. They it's, it's like outside. The, it's at the main gate. They're, well, they're, they go in a little bit, and then they just come out, and it's like under an hour, and it's like, I don't know, Gramps is really being a dick. Like, <laughs> I, I like he could have given it a couple hours. It doesn't make any sense. They didn't go on a ride. He's just like, no, I, oh, no, we're not doing this. Gramps should have loved that part of the park, because it's an old-timey town. Like, he probably uh, grew up in. <laughs> I what agree. the hell, Gramps? I know. So, okay, Gramps tries to leave. He tries to take the kids out, which, God, he's just a big pain in the ass. Hope you had a good time with us today at Disneyland. Everything was fine. Everything was fine. Just fine. Give my regards to Mickey Mouse. Tell me he has a nice place here. Goodbye. Well, what about your kids? Did you enjoy it? I'm sure you would have loved it if we got to see it. But Gramps wouldn't let us. He doesn't believe in having a good time. I don't. Oh, that's too bad. I don't believe in your kind of good time. While we're on the subject, Stepped I don't believe in line. Christmas either. Or fairy tales, or talking mice, or dancing penguins. Well, uh, what do you believe in? I believe in making money and minding my own business. I wish more people would. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Can you do anything, miss, so that we can stay? I'm sorry, there's nothing I can do. It's a shame, too, but I have a feeling your grandfather would have won that prize money, hands down. Hands down. What prize money? Oh, no. They give a prize at Disneyland for the biggest disbeliever, but you have to go before the head of the Department of Disbelief, you know, to see if you really qualify. All right. So that's Sandy Duncan, Mm -hmm. another star of stage and screen. uh, Reading a first draft script, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) So So have the characters say what they think and want. Say how they're different from each other. Don't embed it. (laughs) It's your exposition. (laughs) Um, So Sandy Duncan shows 
shows up, but she's wearing that like Mouseketeer like uh, horse racing jockey outfit. The the, the oh yes, the, the, the old tour guides had like this riding crop and jockey hat. Kind they, of they still kind of do. Yeah, the VIP ones. Sure. It's like a weird. I was thinking it's sort of a weird like you know like the Playboy Mansion had the bunnies. Like Walt must have had sort of a jockey fascination maybe, and kind he was a, like a plaid thing. He's a, a plaid, plaid man, into the, the, uh, perhaps the Scott style. We'll get it. <laughs> you mean you, Scott? No, no, style? I didn't. The Scots style, oh, oh, the, Scots, the Scots people of Scotland. Sure, sure. Uh, oh no, oh, but I'm into the riding crops. <laughs> so, uh, and you refer to it there. as Scott style. Yeah, yeah let's, all, you want to do it, know. Scott style? Which pick uh, your tartan, pick your shade of plaid. I'll tell you exactly where to aim. All right, pretend that's the bullseye, and my ass is Kissimmee Saint Cloud. <laughs> By the way, I just googled, and it just seems like uh, the tourism website now is just Kissimmee. It huh. seems like they changed the branding. There is still like Saint Cloud, like Saint Cloud is. A t- I think it was just like towns, like like the Twin Cities are two cities next to each other. Like it, it seems mm. like it was just. Is there a redistricting? Like maybe, oh, do you think gerrymandering affected yeah, the Kissimmee-St. Cloud uh, tourism Cloud, budget? Hard Trump voters, Kissimmee. Yeah. <laughs> after a the, more blue. After the Bush election in 2000 yeah. in Florida, I just think there's probably some uh, funny business up down there. You <laughs> Catherine know? Harris, right? Yeah. That was her. Oh, yeah. Catherine Harris. Another uh, uh, host of uh, the Disney parades, <laughs> Catherine Harris. <laughs> so, anyway, back to this unpleasant old man. So... <laughs> <laughs> Wish, wish he had a chance to vote for George W. Bush, but yeah, he probably he, didn't make it that long. I don't think he did. Uh, Sandy Duncan, so she lies to the old man and says there's a disbeliever pl- prize uh, that they award to the biggest disbeliever at Disney. And this guy fa- falls hook, line, and sinker for it. Mm, ironically, believes. Wait, oh, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Here are the uh, titles. We'll do this first. In Disneyland. Starring Art Carney. Guest stars Glenn Campbell, Brad Savage, and Terry Lynn Wood, and special guest star Sandy Duncan. Christmas in Disneyland is brought to you by Post Raisin Bran Cereal and Jell-O Pudding. Post Raisin Bran, the cereal with so many plump, chewy raisins you get fruit right down to the last spoonful. Uh Post Raisin Bran, the fruit and cereal lover cereal. And by Jell-O Pudding. Kids love pudding. <laughs> Kids love pudding. That's that Mad Men era golden age of advertising. You come up with slogans like "Kids love pudding." It took him. A, it took Don, a Don Draper as guy an episode's worth of <laughs> angst and turmoil. He had to go to Palm Springs and fuck some lady. And, yeah, and, got beat you know. up in the de- left uh, in the desert. Had to walk back to town and came back to a meeting. Kids, with kids. like pudding. No, kids. <laughs> Love pudding. He left New York thinking it was just kids like pudding <laughs> and then came back from his odyssey with kids love pudding. <laughs> uh, I, le- I realized something on my journey. Post Raisin Bran, too. Also a fun series. I love Post Raisin Bran. And uh, you love pudding, I assume. And I do love uh, pudding. I would <laughs> clarify myself as both a Raisin Bran man and a pudding man. And a pudding boy. <laughs> Yes, I'm a raisin bread man and a pudding boy. And a little pudding boy. A little pudding boy. <laughs> Very appropriate for Christmas. You would have a glass of pudding every morning for breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> Why did I feel so bad at the start of every school day? Figgy pudding. 
You pre every Christmas morning, figgy every Christmas pudding. Morning. Uh, your parents kept up the <laughs> the tradition of uh, foods that have stopped existing after 1911. Yeah, we exclusively <laughs> ate food from from Christmas songs, <laughs> partridges, roasted partridges. Uh, <laughs> so they go underground and they meet Doctor Wunderbar, and Doctor Wunderbar is also played by Art Carney. And he looks like a Sid and Marty Croft style Albert Einstein character. And they don't really address why he's there, but he's a kooky wizard and he has like a magic. He keeps talking about his magical screen where he can see everything in the park. <laughs> and he's somehow in on this con immediately that they're fooling this other this old man. And they tell him there's a list. He has 10 things that he has. There's 10 things that he cannot do by the end of the day. It's a little convoluted. We're already in the world of the disbeliever <laughs> contest. And Doctor. Then- Dr. Wunderbar was definitely gotten out of Germany by the OSS, like, secretly to help us build rockets, right? Like, yeah, oh, yeah. He's, he's too ex- crazy for the German government. Too, cra- the Disney too crazy Corporation. for NASA. Disney picked he's him a, up. Kissinger hired He's him. a sleepy, kooky old Nazi, basically. <laughs> So, like, they go down and they see him and he's, like, he's sleepy. They got to wake him up and it's a whole thing. And there's... <clears throat> Excuse me, I heard every word you said. Uh, we thought your office was always open. Office is always open. That is true. It's never closed. Day and night, I'm on the job. Wide awake and full of pets. What can I do? <laughs> but there's never, they don't address who he is, why he's there. He's not even a Disney character. Like, it would have made more sense if he was, like, you know, a, a witch or, like, a fairy from, mm-hmm. you know, one of the fairies from Cinderella or something. Just but, like David S. Pumpkins, he's not even yeah. from something. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, <laughs> I'm not, it's I'm so in like the that. woods with Dr. Wunderbar. So they tell him there's ten things that he cannot do. As long as he, as long as there's one thing that he doesn't do by the end of the day, he gets this prize. So it's like not tr- if he just believes somebody, that's a, that's taking off one of the the items on the list. So like just having faith in someone. So he has faith in them. By the end, and they go, "Oh, you've done one of them," and he's like, "Oh, you're tricking me or whatever." And but he has nine more to go. So obviously, <laughs> it's a very convoluted. I don't want to bog you down. Just show me the ride. Just show me someone going on the haunted mansion and then and getting spooked. I don't That's wanna... all I want out of my specials. Not, too much plot. Too much plot. Uh, Sandy Duncan then shrinks down and has a song and dance on the on Small World. Not oh, going to show it. Right. Not going to play any of it. We're not going to. You can have, you. Have, have a fun time on Christmas. Yeah. Sandy Duncan also, by the way, we didn't explain Sandy Duncan, but she was like sort of, the, the, she's this like chipper, like 60s TV perennial who I believe was Peter Pan in some prominent uh-huh. uh, version of Peter Pan. She's the kind of person my mom grew up with and who I am still uh, disturbed by because my <laughs> childhood had a lot of I feel like I knew who all the Peter Pans were like my mom you gotta I have to teach my son about Sandy Duncan and Mary Martin and uh, I'm pretty sure I got a lesson on Mary Martin and Sandy Duncan as well just because they were TV personalities and TV was king in the I, house. Have, I haven't. St- I, have, I have not uh, been to therapy yet, but uh, when it comes, I'm sure the first session will. I'll be <laughs> getting a lot off my back about Sandy Duncan and Mary Martin. <laughs> that would mixed me up as a child. Uh-huh, sure. <laughs> so I spent a good amount of time talking to my therapist about theme parks. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> just uh, like like that they're great. Yeah, <laughs> usually like, positive. Usually positive, but also to contextualize other stuff. <laughs> Your therapist is like a. 
listener of this podcast just hearing new so they're converting Paradise Pier into Pixar Pier <laughs> like no pro- yeah. no problem is being addressed how does addressed. that make you feel <laughs> great <laughs> I'm very happy hey this was a fun session uh, here's $200 <laughs> So, Mike, is that, is that all you have from this? No, 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 no. We're, we still have the best we're, part. This is still this is the first. We're still on the first special. We yeah, I don't have lot. nearly this much. Well, I'm not, yeah. My book report isn't as in depth. So, so yeah, we're getting to the good stuff here, the real good stuff. Art Carney is not the only angry man in this. They meet up with Santa Claus, played by Glenn Campbell, and Glenn <laughs> Campbell as Santa Claus is pissed. Well, what seems to be the trouble, Santa? Well, it's the elves. They're just not putting out enough stuff this year, and I'm afraid there's going to be a lot of disappointed children this Christmas. Good for them. (laughs) some help, Santa. I saw Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs a while ago, and they were busy. I'm sure they'd love to pitch in. Well, that would be nice. I can certainly use all the help I can get. Nope, they're not elves. Doesn't count. Meet you all at the workshop, okay? And then he tells the kids that they're not going to uh, get presents this year. There's like a good chance you guys won't get presents. And then that makes Art Carney mad. So they go and they recruit the seven, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves to just do free labor. First of all, Santa's a real dick here, obviously, because he doesn't explain why the elves aren't making toys. He's putting all of the onus on them for not actually making the toys. Like, there could have been a baby boom this year. That's why there's more kids that need toys. There should be some reason here. So it's a classic like evil boss putting all of the uh, all of his problems on the workers and not taking any of the uh, credit or mm-hmm. the blame. Mm-hmm. Um, being offered solutions but not pouncing on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, I think it's Santa. Hey, the fish stinks from the head down, and I think this is Santa's issue. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So we go and Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. They go help, and this is all shot like on the Alice in Wonderland ride in a very strange way mm-hmm. and there's just like they set up a couple shops uh, uh, they set up some tables where the elves are working and uh, Snow White is singing about how good this is and uh, and you see like these lifeless elves and they're just like hammering at half speed and you're like god what happened to these poor uh, motherfuckers <laughs> and you know, obviously it's like Santa's the problem so, so Snow White they all go help but it's not enough so who has a skill in this group that could help make this situation better. It's clearly Gramps. Hurry up. Can't waste time. Hurry up. Can't waste time. When you're racing Hurry with up. the clock. When you're racing with the clock. And so basically, Gramps' solution to this is saying, hurry up to them. <laughs> and this works. Mm-hmm. So he goes, I got an idea. Hurry up. <laughs> Hurry up. <laughs> so he Something yells. Something Santa never thought to do. Right. Santa never thought about this. And then they're, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, we should hurry. And they do. And then everything is fine. And that was Gramps's uh, contribution to this situation. So he has helped. And why, of course, did, why does Disney have to be involved in Santa and making toys? And uh, how is this Disneyland's responsibility? Uh, it's a, you know what? They don't really explain it. Mm-hmm. They don't explain why Santa's workshop is set up in the middle of Fantasyland. They don't really go into it. I guess it adds up. The North Pole's kind of like Disneyland. Yeah, it's um, all just one-stop shop. Yeah. So basically after this, then there's the saddest song, and this will be the last bit. There's plenty more, but this will be the last bit. Uh, is that Gramps basically lets the kids know why he's so sad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when there's I know real... I've been dying to know. I mean, it's very, he's very general, but there's actually like some character work being done here, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is what Art Carney won the Oscar for. <laughs> you must learn never to trust anyone. You stick with me and I'll show you the ropes. When you never. two get to be my age, you'd be glad you listen to me. 
Also, these kids are the worst singers. <laughs> All kids are the worst singers. I am your age. Will life be sad? Will I be Why was he sad? Hold on, hold on. We get to it. Nothing to believe anymore. When I'm your age. It's been easy for me. I think I enjoy the way I am. I'm this way because of what happened to me many, many years ago. You never told us that story, Gramps. I never told anyone that story. When I was your age, (laughs) nobody cared. (laughs) Nobody helped me. Nobody shared. <laughs> <laughs> Too sad. Not even a crust of bread. Nobody said, "Don't cry, little boy." To my little boy. When I was your age. All right, that's enough sadness. Okay. Oh my God. So this is—you will not find this in the last 25 years of Disney specials. Just bleak. Sadness, just a, a poor no. man who seems like he was an orphan as a boy. We're, so we just set up a world where, boy, I wish the specials are the way they used to be. Then we listen to Art Carney <laughs> moan about never having a crust of bread. Like the, and today you would watch the Christmas parade. It would be like Carrie Underwood saying "Merry Christmas." Like that's uh, why. Why do we now? I'm questioning why we want things this way. What's wrong with us? Yeah, I don't know. It's more. What is life? mean there is no joy i guess i'm sad now that i'm old uh, <laughs> hey uh in, in the spirit of this special uh my iphone has like bricked in the middle of this like <laughs> what hooked my iphone up to my computer and it says we see your iphones in recovery mode reset the factory <laughs> settings everything's going well, wrong on this so... episode my pacemaker stopped working <laughs> i'm dying oh, um, no. <laughs> it's all going to shit uh <laughs> So this is 1976, and it was an exciting special. Uh, and then, you know, at the end, uh, he makes a wish, and then there's ice everywhere on Main Street, and they uh, Mickey and Minnie go ice skating together. Uh, and then it's, uh, you know, it ends very nicely. But this is a wacky, weird special, mm-hmm. and uh, it is not that way anymore. Yeah, hey, it was a big swing. I <laughs> might declare it to be a miss from the brief moments that we've heard of it. Hmm. Um, oh my God, what a uh, yeah! It gets yeah. It, this song is so sad. It's just so sad, and yeah. it's crazy that they would allow it on. Uh, but does, does he end up have what's what's the, the end of the arc of uh, Mister Mister well, Old he, Gramps? Gramps believe at the end he finally believes a little bit and he gets told like he gets presents finally the first time he ever he mentions somewhere he's never gotten a present before which kind of doesn't make sense because he obviously has kids because he has grandkids so you would think somebody gave the old man a present at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Um, 
buddy sees, he makes the wish for it to be like snow and be ice in Disneyland. And they're like, we can't even do that. And then Sandy Duncan's like, oh, maybe we wish really hard. And they, of course, wish really hard. And then it happens. So he gets to see Mickey and Minnie ice skating, which I guess was his <laughs> dream as a child or something. Yeah. Uh, and then he gets presents from the characters. When he and... watched them in cartoons, he's like, but I want to see him skate. <laughs> I, I bet so I got a feeling about these two that he'd be good at skating. <laughs> when he would um, watch a TV through a, a drugstore window as a child <laughs> because he didn't have a home or a television. Trying to spot on the shelves if they have bags of bread crust. <laughs> Just the crust. Just the crust, please. <laughs> He'd go buy a bag of crust for <laughs> four nickels, trying to make it last a month. <laughs> uh, I think, honestly, I think Gramps should come back, played by a new actor in one of these specials, but... That's character. what I'll be pitching to Disney when I go. Character worth rebooting. Yeah, uh, Christopher Plummer. Um, sure. Christopher Plummer is the new choice for replacing people as old crusty guys yeah. in movies. Yeah. So uh, Christopher Plummer is Gramps. I'm excited for it, and he'll be great at singing this song. When I was your age, <laughs> I was sad. I was never happy. I was just. I was never glad. Uh, uh, oh boy! All right. Uh, All right. Well, that's our first miserable special. Hey. Uh, um, okay. Here's here's what I will say about mine. I, I, I don't have a, I don't have a ton of clips, and I don't have I don't have a clip of of this song specifically. Uh, but I'm going to talk about the Christmas at Walt Disney World 1978 special. Uh, and I do there the clips that I do have are more on the depressing end, <laughs> although not that depressing uh, compared to the saga of Gramps. Uh, um, but let me, let me talk about this special a little bit. Uh, Christmas at Walt Disney World 78, maybe the first uh, Disney World Christmas special. Uh, it, it includes appearances from Shields and Yarnell, uh, who are a, uh, a mime troupe, a husband and wife mime troupe, who were <laughs> 70s variety show staples. Uh, and most of the special is them, which I will not play for you, because uh, mimery is silent. It won't translate <laughs> on a podcast. Um, but a lot of the special are these two mimes who are insanely creepy if you can imagine that <laughs> uh, and them playing different characters you watch them go uh, uh, they have sort of like that that blue man group vibe where like they're strange and inquisitive and they d- uh, don't know what these human things are so you watch them go from LAX to the Orlando airport and then you know the the baggage comes out and they crawl out of the baggage they got in the suitcase because they're weird they're mime people they don't understand that you're supposed to sit on a seat not be in a suitcase. Doesn't that sound charming? Oh, yeah. You want what great. I just said to play out over the course of seven minutes? Are they, is it called like the click clack, the clackers or something? I don't know. Uh, is this the same? Spe- there's a special where like a robot couple goes. To- yes, <laughs> well, they, this, this is oh, the okay. robot couple. This is the robot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, they're uh, they are similar to, although I would say less creepy than Bernadette Peters and Andy Kaufman in Heartbeeps. Uh, but they oh. probably get along with the Heartbeeps uh, couple. They could go on you a double date with the Heartbeeps couple. With the heartbeeps <laughs> I, I, I think they might uh, use all of their secret genital compartments and uh, <laughs> have, have a good old time. Uh, uh, there's also this sequence where uh, if. If that doesn't sound fun to you, uh, a robot mime couple, there's a very long sequence in which these two uh, grown adult mimes are babies in the park (laughs) in, like, uh, uh, respective blue and pink. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, uh, baby onesies, and they kind of crawl around. I mean, as soon as I saw that beginning, I stopped watching, so I can't recap the man-baby part. Uh, it is something that it is a, clearly a mass of content that is only meant for fetishists. Um, <laughs> tr- utterly, utterly disturbing. So, uh, uh, and yet I claimed that this special was less depressing than what we were just talking about. Uh, uh, and here is why. Because it contains uh, one of my favorite sequences in any any Disney special, uh, and you can look up just this part on YouTube. Just, uh, please, just uh, uh, you at home, put in the phrase "Pablo Cruz rocks Disney's Discovery Island." <laughs> uh, this is a delightful sequence in which the band, the '70s band Pablo Cruz, performs their hit song "Worlds Away," and uh, uh, over at, at the Seven Seas Lagoon uh, at, at Disney World, which, if you're not familiar with that, is the big lake that's outside of the Magic Kingdom and surrounding the Polynesian Contemporary Hotels. Uh, uh, the thing you forget about old Disney World is that it was this like water sports outdoor destination when it opened. Something that I think was a lot more important in the '70s. Then, uh, like they needed to have that as well as the theme parks. So uh, you know, you had your golf courses and you also had boats and stuff. And this music video lets you see Pablo Cruz trying out all the different types of water sports. You're watching these <laughs> these cool mustachioed dudes on catamarans and jet skis and paddle boats. Um, and it's all set to this song that's kind of like a, I would describe it as a sub come sail away. It sort of <laughs> has the like Odyssey aquatic vibe of come sail away, except with like way less interesting sections. Like the solos are a lot more uh, limited in their musical dexterity. Uh, that being said, this this sequence is so charming. It's like, you know, there's like, there's split screens and the song is so for worlds away. And if you just, if you, if you look this one up and watch it just know that uh uh, my like happy place scott gardner's happy place in his if i'm feeling low i just imagine that i'm in the pablo cruz rocks (laughs) discovery island video just catamaraning around with the bass player uh uh it's 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 if if you watch this sequence and you don't smile there's something wrong with you uh there's a a story in my family about one of the first times my parents went to disney and i i hope i haven't told this before um, but uh, my parents uh, rented a boat for in, in the Seven Seas. They rented two of those like putt putt boats. Mm-hmm. Where Mike, I know you've done this before. It's just mm-hmm. literally like there's a brake pedal and a gas pedal, or or there might just be a gas pedal and you take your foot off. It's like an idiot proof like tiny little one or two person boat. You you can rent a variety of boats and take it around Bay Lake yeah. and yeah. So I, we would take out the little boats. And, uh, yeah, you would drive it around. The second to last time I was at Disney World, uh, I drove it around and tried to figure out if I could get out of the boat and get into River Country. Um, <laughs> the abandoned but, water park. Yeah, because yeah, you can kind of see it. If I, I knew where right. it was. So we, like, pulled up, and I was like, I mean, I'm, I'm look, I'm not a bad kid, so I'm not going to get in trouble. No. But I was like, oh, here's where you would park and pop out, and I think I could make it over into the abandoned uh, water park. If you were. If I was a bad yeah. kid, which I'm not. <laughs> I'm a good boy. Rules. I'm a good, good kid. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so my parents... My parents rented two of those boats. My dad, in the middle of the lake, ran out of gas. <laughs> so he's just stranded. My mom's like, all right, I'll go back to the dock and I'll, I'll get someone to come out. So my dad's just sitting there in a boat. And then one of the boats that take people to the Magic Kingdom started coming right at him. 
and uh, uh, they they he's like wait like he's like yeah like, like I don't have I can't do anything <laughs> and they they realize it and like move out of the way but he's still they're still awake there's still like waves for the boat so then he gets like moored on the rocks so then he's just sitting there miserable uh, it's the 70s probably in polyester just miserable on the rocks waiting for a cast member in a different boat to come get his broken down <laughs> boat and that always so we so that's why we never uh, when I came along we never did any of those rentals <laughs> dark memories dark yeah it didn't go as smooth as Pablo Cruz's journey through <laughs> no, the sir. Seven Seas Lagoon uh, um, uh, <laughs> I'm just like <laughs> but your dad coincidentally is, is named Pablo Sheridan correct yes yeah, Pablo <laughs> old is, Pablo uh, Sheridan yeah, old Pablo Sheridan uh, uh, yeah. yeah but so uh, uh, another thing about this music video is that uh, in addition to the water sports stuff uh, the band is performing the song next to like a little shipwreck set on the shores of Discovery Island and Discovery Island we've talked about a tiny bit on the show it's this like abandoned former zoo uh, that that's an island within the Seven Seas Lagoon at, at Disney World and uh, but once they opened Animal Kingdom they abandoned this they got they, they stopped uh, keeping tabs on this on this old zoo and thought that they cleared a lot of the animals out but they did not uh, uh, there's still like some there was like an some urban exploration thing where people found like weird like vulture eggs like in right. the corners of these sh- anyway what, what I'm getting at is like there's a part where a vulture features really heavily into the main shot of the singer of Pablo Cruz and it you come out of it thinking like oh cool I should go to this island and go uh, pretend I'm a pirate and hang out with these vultures but like looking up the history of the vultures at Discovery Island in 1989 Disney was specifically sued by the state of Florida for their poor treatment of the vultures. Oh, the um, vulture pro- Oh, no. Yeah, Are yeah. you getting you know- to the shed? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently there was a time... Well, first of all, the vultures, like, attacked people like they attacked the other animals they were not kept in check by disney um and it's uh, at one point it was discovered that there was a the vultures were just being kept kind of unruly in a big shed and or maybe not a big shed it might have been a small shed and at one point there were 72 vultures all just kept in uh, just which is so it's like something you'd run into in uh, donkey kong country that's like a boss the vul- level is the vulture going shed. into the old rusty shed of vultures and Donkey Kong having to punch them all out one at a time. Uh, uh, unless the vultures were gold, unless it was a bonus level. And you were collecting trying to collect gold them. vultures. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, now that I would like. But just imagine opening that door, a door, a rusty <laughs> shed full of vultures. Uh, wait, what? but isn't the ending of that, that that was just like a sheet metal like shed and there was a heat wave and they the vultures just kind of cooked? Oh like, God! Did it, oh, yeah, what? Jesus. Didn't they have to pay a, a, a significant fine because of a bunch of cooked vultures? <laughs> oh oh Jesus God. Christ! Anyway, oh, we're trying so hard to steer it's this out the of most misery. Wonderful time. We've got vultures for <laughs> cooking. <laughs> um, oh no! Uh, so, but you know, back in '78, the vultures were just a fun part oh, of man. the Pablo <sighs> Cruz music video, and there were. 
lot of great songs in the 1978 uh, Christmas at Disney World special, including one that is so notable, uh, uh, a song sung by an old character actor named Avery Schreiber. And he, in this special, exclusively plays one of Disney's great characters, Geppetto. Uh, uh, and I'm, I'm going to play a couple of clips of this, this for you now. All right, so old Avery Schreiber as Geppetto is uh, reminiscing on, I think he's, he's finished reading a letter from Pinocchio, who I guess is not coming home for the holidays to be with Geppetto. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but it's still a very nice letter, and it's making him look back fondly on uh, happy <laughs> Christmas memories with Pinocchio. So that sets the stage for this. You hear that? He's still my boy. Pinocchio's a grown-up. He moved to America, but he's still my boy. <laughs> is that canon? <laughs> it is now. What a crazy wooden puppet I make, huh? <laughs> what a man he has turned into. <laughs> I remember Pinocchio when he was a little child. <laughs> what a wooden head he was. <laughs> what a wooden head he was. Every time I get a splinter at the work table here, I remember the time I gave him the only spanking I ever gave him. What? This is gonna hurt me more than it's a hurt to you. Boy, was I right. <laughs> it's also now, can't, now we know that it wasn't just in theory that Geppetto had to raise Pinocchio like a baby. He like <laughs> spanked him and, and punished him. And as we're about to learn, gave him a bath. Say, do you remember the time that I gave a Pinocchio the first a bath? <laughs> oh, was he scared. He was so frightened. So- he's, he's telling this story to a, a wooden horse, by the way. Geppetto's an just a crazy man in his workshed talking to inanimate objects. What, what's the water? I put him in it. He floats. Up, 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 up. Then I couldn't get him out. He gets all soaked. He gets the wood inside him. He gets twisted. He gets warped. <laughs> that wasn't funny then, but... Now we can laugh about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, what whoa. Hell? Here's a nice bit of education for the holiday. Boy, what, the, the, you know, forget about the story of Christ. Uh, this Christmas, reflect on the story of Geppetto giving Pinocchio a bath and him warping. Um, this uh, is this sounds like he's like like about to take a bunch of pills, <laughs> <laughs> or they're this, uh, on the way. They're kicking in right now, and he's having crazy false memories. Or he's gonna get in the tub with a toaster. Pre pre, <laughs> I make my new a son. This is a toaster. <laughs> I'll just give this toaster a, a big hug and a bath. Pre dates uh, Disney's live action remakes. This uh, <laughs> Avery Shriver <laughs> as live action uh, Pinocchio. Yeah, you think that Lion King with Beyonce is going to be fun? Give me, I want the full hour and a half tale of Pinocchio's first bath and first spanking. <laughs> um, oh, ouch. It's at a splinter. But again, this would never fly. This stuff would never fly nowadays. They would never let no. a, a precious Disney property, a beloved character like Geppetto uh, ramble on with like semi improvised stories that you've never seen in a in any tangible Disney product. He would not have been yeah. allowed to spank Pinocchio. That's out. Mm-hmm. No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's problematic. Spanking is bad. Yeah, um, yeah. We don't get to hear uh, about like you know like 
Lumiere having to, yeah. uh, like, you know, the the first time as a candle, he had to take a shower and uh, <laughs> use, a, use a loofah, and, uh, <laughs> which was one of his friends, also an enchanted. <laughs> if you're an enchanted washcloth in the in the castle, I guess you just have to know you would have to, you'd be used as a, uh, in a bath oh, or shower God. situation for one of your friends. Um, <laughs> oh, that's, <laughs> you got to do your part. Darkest episode we've ever done. Does Pinocchio getting, come back? Is it, He never comes back. Uh, he shows up in a different plot unrelated to Geppetto in uh, uh, in Disney World. He's in Disney World, although, uh, and, but uh, Geppetto is back in Italy. Uh, wait, wait, okay. wait. But who's playing him in Disney World? I think one of those mimes. I think it's one of them mimes. Oh, jeez. Yeah, what? yeah, yeah. Which also is a sequence not worth discussing. Watching this, like, creepy little, bo- or perhaps woman. It might be, it might be a grown woman playing Pinocchio. What is happening? I don't know. You know, now that we <laughs> look at was this happening? a not a correct uh, idea to do? Uh, uh, here, I'm sure I'll only make it worse by playing this bizarre song. Uh, Geppetto is so lonely for Christmas because <laughs> Pinocchio isn't coming home that he decides to make oh. a new friend for himself. Oh, no. And we watch him pick up a full, a complete puppet we can see as he's picking it up. And then he starts kind of <laughs> pantomime uh, uh, banging it as if he's building a new one. But we already saw the uh, finished puppet he was picking up. And here we go. Today I take some wood from an old tree. Don't you worry, Christmas tree. Today I try to make it company. <laughs> Today I try to make Geppetto's clone. What? Um, uh-huh. Geppetto's clone, did he say? Geppetto's clone. And let me <laughs> skip ahead to what the hell he's talking about there. Um, we, the, the Aaron, Aaron and I, also, my wife and I at home, quite often, if one of us just like, hey, when is that happening? And we say today, then we there will always be a pause. We say, today. Um, today. He repeats that so many times in this song. Also, I love that Geppetto is just losing his mind. Whenever he's not singing, it's just bizarre, unhinged cackling. Ha ha ha! So then here, let's cut to the end of the song. We get to see what mm. puppet he's making, and I'll turn this to, to face you guys. <laughs> I give my love to you. I give my love oh my to God. me. Oh my God. <laughs> Fuck off. Oh Fuck my off. God. <laughs> Making a puppet of himself. It's he's dressed in the same Jesus little vest Christ. and same ha- same wig. And Geppetto just turned around, revealing a puppet of himself. Oh my god! I give my love to me. This is <laughs> far more disturbing than the one I played. A crew got together and made th- made this, filmed it, built a set, uh, built that puppet. This was in a time, now there's endless recorded media. There were only so many TV specials filmed in 1978, <laughs> and one of them, like, 70 crusty guys had to get together and film Geppetto giving his love to a puppet of himself. Does, let me ask a question. If you were to keep playing it, does he start kissing it? <laughs> I believe so. Here, wait, later, I'll just like, uh, I'll, oh yes, immediately. He does. As, uh, it took three seconds to tell that yes, he kisses Is it one himself. kiss or is it like he's making out with it? No, it's a sweet little kiss under the forehead. <laughs> oh, you look just like me. Oh my God. Oh, my dream of me coming into the room, giving myself <laughs> a bigger hug. Oh, no, no, all right. The Papa Geppetto, this is a world of sin and it is time to cleanse, cleanse the sinners. <laughs> 
<laughs> From now on, Geppetto only have time for people who look like me. We are going <laughs> the to great that. cleansing will happen, and only mustachioed old men will exist. All right, the Geppetto puppet, we're going to the top of the clock tower. Now you watch that at the door, and I'm going to dish out the vengeance. <laughs> Anyone who's not an older man, they got to go. <laughs> you should have come home, Pinocchio. You should have come home. <laughs> you could have stopped at this. Uh, Wanted a visit to old withering memory Geppetto. <laughs> Oh my uh, god. Cool. Well, should we you jump to Geppetto oh, carved his own uh, gun out of from his workshop. Oh, hello gun. I <laughs> wish a gun to come to life. <laughs> you are such a good gun. Mwah. Um uh, Oh my we... god, is yours fun, Jason? Yes, in it any is way, fun. Can shape we or jump form? To, uh, can we jump to one of mine? Please. Can we jump dear to the 1980s? God, let's do it. Sometimes you discover while making an episode you shouldn't have done this one. Mm. <laughs> All right. Like America coming out of the malaise that was the 1970s, it's time to jump ahead to the go-go 80s for the Disney Very Merry Christmas Parade 1988. Yeah. Which uh, I believe my family, I, I believe we had this probably taped off of TV and I would watch this on repeat because a lot of it seemed very familiar to me. So I want to start by uh, just playing like the like the credit the opening uh like here's who's here credit because i i could do a whole episode just on the credits of these parades because like i said earlier they're like a perfect time capsule it's so exciting uh, knowing of which of your years. favorite stars are joining you yeah on the, so, this christmas morning here we go Hi, from walt disney world in florida holiday greetings to all of america canada south america europe australia the far east and service men and women around the globe it's the sixth annual walt disney world very merry christmas parade join our host joan london and alan thick along with regis philbin right here at walt disney world in florida and from disneyland in california join sarah purcell and family ties scott valentine for all the holiday magic and fantasy of a coast-to-coast Disney Christmas extravaganza. Share all the laughs and holiday cheer of a visit to Mickey's birthday land. Celebrate Christmas Caribbean style with Minnie and all her friends. Say hello to Oliver, Dodger, and Francis. And take a behind-the-scenes look at the making of Oliver and Company. Join Family Ties' Scott Valentine as he previews Disneyland's great new thrill ride, Splash Mountain. Catch a sneak peek at the movie magic coming soon to the Disney MGM Studios theme park. All this and more is on its way. Okay, so a very exciting year for the uh, Disney company. There's so much MGM going is on. Opening. It's the Disney decade. Splash Mountain is opening. Wow. Uh, Mickey's Birthday Land, the the predecessor to Toontown. And Scott Valentine uh, is there to cover Scott it all. Scott Valentine is there. So Alan Thicke and Joan London. Colors. Uh, Regis Philbin, like we were saying earlier, Regis Philbin does Man on the Street in this, and there is a point where he's just going down Main Street, and he, he starts by like talking, where are you from? Are you having a good day? Uh, like asking everyone everyone where they're from and like at a certain point realizes oh this is going to take too long and he just starts shouting at people where are you from new jersey where are you from canada like it's just people going down uh uh down the line uh so some of the stuff previewed in that and uh okay the caribbean beach resort this 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 is a very special clip. Um, the Caribbean Beach Resort was new that year. It was just opening. Again, like I said, we had this special taped off TV when I was a kid. So uh, the following is one of those things that it is burned into my mind. And I'll, I'll hit play and turn this around so you can see this. <laughs> Come on, she 
Some mini is dancing on top of a float. Flamenco routine. Is, there's a lot of dancers dancing to this popular song of the time, especially Chip and Dale in very festive outfits. Those little like, flamenco sleeves, those feathery, those uh, flowery sleeves. Yeah, this goes on for a while. So uh, <laughs> imagine the, that pace for in the four interest more of uh, fair use laws. Uh, I'll stop it there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I looking through these specials, I had convinced myself that it was Gloria Stefan doing this. <laughs> and while there is a lot of clips of Gloria Stefan performing at Disney World, she is not in this. But like, this is just a thing burned into my mind. People dancing around the Chippendale, dancing around the Caribbean the, Beach Resort. As a boy, were you like, this is great? I love I that lo- song. As a kid. <laughs> I love that. Song. Song. I love Chip and Dale. Uh, so, yeah, but this is essentially just a music video slash commercial advertising a new hotel a Disney new has. A Caribbean built. themed hotel. A new Caribbean themed hotel that did have a great pool. I remember my family pool hopping. Is that uh, the one with the, that. the slide that's the dragon's tongue? Uh, no, I, I think that's a different hotel. I think that Shoot. this is the one that looks like an old like fort, oh, and there's neat. like cannons and stuff. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, we cool. would go there a lot. Whoa. Here's that earnestness. After hearing old men contemplate their lives, now let's <laughs> remember when we were four and all we wanted was cool water slides. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> just to come out of some animal's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I want to uh, be spit out of a big animal. Now, uh, um, can, I, can I just say also, uh, with your fondness for for Conga, sure. Um, I had a very pleasurable experience two years ago when I, uh, the last time I was in New York City, uh, my wife Erin really wanted to see the Gloria Estefan musical "Get on Your Feet." Get on your feet, yeah. And uh, there we we went to get last minute tickets for that day's matinee. There were only two seats left, and uh, and they were they were reserved because they were a little more expensive. And they were and the guy at the box office told us these are the Conga seats, and that was uh, oh. it, it was pricey, but I had a feeling what. That that might mean, and indeed, at the end of Act One, uh, the show-stopping closer of the first act was Conga, and before I knew it, my wife was up on her feet and in the Conga line. She was escorted up by Gloria Estefan's father from the musical, and she's going up and down the aisle. She's in the play. Wow. This was the, the happiest memory. I could not have been, pre- you know. We I had a feeling what Conga seats was going to mean, and they they didn't. Uh, they, they did not disappoint. Oh, yeah. uh, what a what yeah. What a, what a what a time. If you hey, if you're in New York, go see Get on Your Feet. Get on your feet. Uh, unless it's not playing it anymore. Yeah, already. it may have closed a very long time ago. There's no way to know. Um okay. So, again, in the in the interest of a uh, young Jason. Uh, <laughs> a, a big part of this uh special uh, or of this parade uh, uh, a preview of Oliver and Company uh. behind the scenes of Oliver and Company, which, if I'm remembering correctly, was the first movie a young Jason would have seen in the movie theater. Me too. The wow, same. How about that? So I have that, like, yeah, that 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 very nascent baby, ba- barely there, uh, uh, memory as 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 uh, uh, full of holes and crazy as a Geppetto memory. Um, I do remember being in the theater and watching Oliver. And it Company. might be very mine. Special. I'm on. A- a year older than you guys, I feel like, but I feel like it might be. It's one of the first movies. I don't know if it's the yeah. first one I saw, but it's it's for sure like one of the one of the first three. You might have yeah. been a great mouse detective guy. I don't think I saw that in the theater. I think I saw. Mm. Was that before? Or I'm after? Not sure. Land uh, Before Time was also in the mix. They were all. It's hard, it's hard to know uh, yeah. which one. I'll tell you what else I saw in the theaters. Pretty a year after this, 
Dick Tracy. Hey. A uh, horrific-looking movie to show a four-year-old. <laughs> anyway, Oliver and Company. Uh-huh. This is the big movie of the year. You know, there's another clip in, in the special of, of Jeffrey Katzenberg going like, you know, we're committed to making one animated movie a year, and we're on track to do it. I and know what those were. Those are the Little Mermaid and yeah. Beauty and the Beast and yeah. all the best ones. Um, but this clip is is real quick, and they, we'll post this on social media because this one's kind of visual, and uh, it's it's pretty funny it's just very funny to me so uh i'll play it for you guys to see and then i'll describe what is happening billy joel suggested real early on uh, billy joel is in sunglasses at the time white t-shirt billy joel yeah he can sing great but can he act and then it worked out great he could really act he was really into the part hey keep it down guys (laughs) the game's on oh boy that's right (laughs) that's right <laughs> he That's can it. really act. It's just this, this, this very song, just Billy Joel, just grooving inside in a sound booth like we are. But he's got sunglasses on and he's grooving. And this very soft-spoken Disney uh, animator just going like, "Yeah, he can sing, but can he act?" <laughs> <laughs> can I don't I, know why this is so fun. I'm just can, I, can I ask you to, to to role play? Can I ask you to 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 be Billy Joel in that moment? I'll just be the director of Oliver and Company. Now remember, now you're great. You're great on stage, a lot of great stage presence, but remember, this this part really requires you to act and really just emote and really just, just give it your all, and it's got to be huge. It's got to jump from the microphone onto the screen. Uh, uh, okay, so you, you think you're ready, Billy? Yeah. All right, here we go. Really act, really do it, and action. Uh, come on, the game's on. Oh, my God. You can really act, <laughs> sir. Thank you, Mr. Joel. And we are all weeping on the other side of the glass. All right. <laughs> Stay cool. All right. Back to the Hamptons, then. Um, yeah, I knew it'd be easy, just like writing songs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, I mean, that's... The, that that movie, I would loved. I loved it. I love... Yeah, Why Should I Worry? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> Is there more? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I was waiting for more stuff. Hey, uh, uh, that's all I have from '88. Okay, cool. Hey, mm-hmm. um, let's uh, let's take a little break. We'll be back with more Christmas magic. All right, and we're back with podcast the ride, the very merry non-denominational holiday special. Uh, and uh, let, let, let's step through a couple more moments from yeah. some of the, some of these holiday specials. Jason, I think you had one more to talk about. Yeah. So just real quick, uh, uh, I watched the 1996 uh, parade hosted by uh, Suzanne Summers and Jerry Van Dyke. And can uh, I say chemistry? If you if you had to define <laughs> the word chemistry, <laughs> it would be these two together. Chemistry, you know, knowing what the other. Person Person you're on TV with is talking about uh, the the two parts ends of the conversation lining up and <laughs> actually connecting. Yeah. Uh, I, w- I was like really upset that year to, to, to like I was so I loved Regis and Joan <laughs> Joan London so much and then like who are these people and Jerry Van Dyke is so like strange and doddering and I I was like I I still have sour memories about this special. Uh, How dare you play it here? <laughs> yeah, this, this is also the year of the cake castle. 
Uh, which oh, yeah. I loved as a kid. I also I love the cake castle. I don't like the cake so castle. So for, for those of you who don't know, the for the anniversary of Disney uh, Disney World, they made the castle into a giant birthday cake. So it was a big pink monstrosity that looked like a, uh, you know, a cake or cupcake instead of the famous Cinderella castle. And Jason and I, as a boy, loved it. Many people hated it. It was yeah. gaudy. It was bizarre. It was strange. I we I, we went that year. Uh, and I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was great. You you ate you ate up the cake. I would have, yeah, because I scarfed down a big slice of it. If I could have taken a bite of it, I would. Mm-hmm. Jason yeah. tried and <laughs> got I thrown tried, in did not his succeed. Disney jail. What your nightmares are about yeah. still. Um, uh, so this clip, uh, real quick, let me just make sure I have the right spot. Um, okay, so this is a gospel singer named Sandy Patty doing a little number uh, in the parade. I'm going to play it. Fabulous Sandy Patty. Yeah. There. 25 so, years of Disney magic. Now, they're, what, what do you think they're standing on uh, singing Zippity Doodah? Um, a big a log, a giant splash mountain log. Nope, she's standing on the Cinderella float, and a bunch of like royal like people are dancing. But here's what happens later in the parade. For the winner now, with the showboat from Song of the Thou, Thou, Song of the Thou. Here it comes right now. Thou, Song of the Thou. Thou. And here is Rare Rabbit, Rare Bear, and Rare Fox on a big boat. So this is also weird to look at now, like Disney acknowledging Song of the South. Yeah, because uh, Song of the Song of the South, this old controversial movie, is always part of the parks with Splash Mountain, but they don't really like shove those characters out there. They don't make them such yeah. a strong part of uh, uh, the yeah. What I was going to say is that Jerry Van Dyke, famous Jerry Van Dyke, is the one who introduced the song of, and he, he screwed it up. Jerry Van Dyke is if always cast as like a fuck up. He always is a guy who like he was that on when he was on the Dick Van Dyke show and when he was on. We just watched. I just watched a Mary Tyler Moore episode where Mary's dating Jerry Van Dyke, mm. and he's like he's a loser guy who tries to be a stand up comedian and he sucks. So Jerry Van Dyke in real life, I think, is like a screw up. That's like mm. the whole thing, and then he he proves it here in the Disney. Unless he's trying to, you know, tie continuity together through all of his role, various roles throughout uh, TV history. Mm-hmm. As soon as the special was done, he walked out of the announcer's <laughs> booth the wrong way. 
away and <laughs> fell down onto Main Street and cracked his head. Um, like he got his head s- caught in a bucket of paint. <laughs> and like he was walking around, he couldn't. Then he tripped down some, yeah. And ever since then, he's been talking to wooden horses and toasters, <laughs> trying to get him in the bath. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Jason, does that take us through the Yeah, the that's, that's all my stuff. I also, I flipped through that special as well, and you get a, a, a special sneak preview of the live-action Glenn Close 101 Dalmatians. Oh, wow. And there's this one part where they show you how baby puppies are made, and they pull an inanimate sort of foam rubber uh, uh, Dalmatian out of a mold, and it's one of the creepiest images I have ever oh. seen. It was like kind of like birthing up a, a, like unpainted puppy fetus. It's Jesus. one of the most disturbing images. Uh, um, in keeping with the nightmare, I could have let that go and not talked about that foam puppy fetus, and yet I yet I had to. You felt compelled to. Uh, it's in my brain, and I had to uh, spread it to yours. I, I couldn't hold on to that memory. No. Um, so I have uh, uh, I have one I have one more. And after all of this depression, let me just play like the happiest thing that that I could imagine. And uh, and by the way, I want to give a shout out to this one was put on the internet by our friend uh, Doug Jones, aka Dante Fontana. And and if you're if after all this you're somehow still interested in <laughs> clips from bizarre Disney holiday specials and other specials from all year round, uh, Doug made these uh, amazing mashup. Have you guys seen these uh, these things uh-huh. that Doug's made? These these like feature length. Uh, uh, the wait, what are they called? Uh, oh, the uh, Mouseketeers Escape to Splash Mountain and Golden Girls Return from Space Mountain. These are on uh, these are on Vimeo, wow. or you can order them, I believe, uh, as DVDs off of uh, uh, DanteFontana.com. Just a shout out. He made me aware of so many bizarre, wonderful moments from these these Disney specials, including this one, which he, he's responsible for putting on YouTube. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, a performance from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <laughs> with special guest Alan Thicke. So what we are looking at right now, and please do yourself a favor and look this one up. It is uh, uh, Alan Thicke dressed kind of like the Schwarzenegger, <laughs> Schwarzenegger in Terminator mode with leather jacket and sunglasses, <laughs> doing kind of a uh, kind of a rap rock version of Santa Claus is coming to town. While the Ninja Turtles do uh, a roundhouse flips around him and the like, and uh, I won't play the whole thing, but you end up with slightly customized Ninja Turtles related lyrics like "He sees you." Eat your pizza. Um, <laughs> it is a uh, it is it is a real delight. Um, I remember this, and this was a big because they, I think this is the end of the special. Am uh-huh. I wrong? Or there's another? Maybe there's another Ninja Turtle. I appearance. can't imagine how they would top it. Yeah, because they, they would they teased me for like an hour or two, and I remember just it killing me to wait to see the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> and I don't. My memory, Elm Thick, has been erased from my memory. It's just the Ninja, I remember the Ninja Turtles, and the, they're with the the party wagon, the, the turtle van. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was thrilling <laughs> to see them in one of my favorite places. Uh, 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 kick, uh, pretending to kick nothing, <laughs> kicking at the audience, which didn't register. It's practice. If there were foot soldiers here, mm-hmm. consider them kicked in the face. Uh, I think Alan adds a lot to it. Please look this up. Please look, look up uh, my other favorite Alan Thick musical number, Sweaty and Hot, from the 1987 Aerobics Championships. Uh, it's a, a, a song that he wrote that's a like a love song with uh, gymnastics metaphors strung throughout.
route. Uh, we're Great. giving you a lot of homework on this one. Pablo Cruz, the many musical numbers of Alan Thicke, uh, 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 check them out. So uh, uh, there's a, there's a, there's our, our brief jaunt through the <laughs> history of Disney holiday specials. There's more. Uh, we could save some for next year, or we could uh, never discuss these again, because <laughs> what a incredibly uh, miserable area. If it's not the Ninja Turtles doing roundhouse flips and uh, singing about... Or uh, Caribbean ship and Dale. Yeah, some of it, some of it is a pure delight, uh, um, and some of it is a, a, a dark night of the soul. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's what's great. These are these specials are a, are a fun grab bag. As has this episode been apparently. Ho ho ho! <laughs> yeah. Merry Christmas, happy holidays. <laughs> and now to send off this holiday episode with a bang, we have come up with a segment called Holiday Overlay. Now, what we're going to do is we're each going to choose a ride that exists at any theme park across the world, and much like Disney does or Universal would do, we'll put a overlay on it related to, you know, Christmas or the holiday season. A like temporary for... holiday retheming, a la the uh, Haunted Mansion holiday that they do with Nightmare Before Christmas, or the Jungle Cruise becomes the Jingle Cruise. Right. That's been a recent thing. I don't know if you've seen it, but... Uh, I have seen it. They put, like, Santa hats on the hippos. There's not much to it. That's mm-hmm. really all it is. They're not doing it this year. But they're not, not doing here. it this year, right. But So, uh, there's an example of a not successful one, one that they haven't kept up, but Small World Holiday, Haunted Mansion Holiday, at These Hall- become treasured parts of, di- of the holidays at Disneyland. At Halloween, they do Space Mountain Ghost Galaxy, where they project uh, an evil uh, space ghost that follows you around, mm-hmm. and it kind of claw lo- like lightly claws at you, and it's scary, and it's not much different, but it's fun. You know, it's fun to have a little bit of a change-up on the rides. So, we're each going to take a ride, and we're going to present what we think uh, a holiday overlay for that ride would be. All right, so we're all familiar with uh, the famous ride that is Avatar Flight of Passage. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's, it just opened this year. It is in the Avatar Land, which is in Disney World, and it's the, the ride itself is like a simulator ride, and it's where you take part in the beautiful journey of becoming one with the mighty Akron, a.k.a. the Banshee, which are those flying creatures in the movie Avatar. You don't need to tell us both of their names. Right. We all know. I know. I know you guys know. I just want to, in case there's one person out there that doesn't know about flying majestically over the Moara Valley, you know? <laughs> the Hallelujah Mountains. Yes, and take your, you know, take your place along the other Navi. So, get ready to experience Pandora in a whole new way. With Avatar Flight of Passage, Ho Ho Holiday. <laughs> so here's the thing Navi Santa Claus is really sick. Like, very oh, sick. No. Okay? And he's not going to make the Christmas Forest Gift Festival, uh, the name of which, you know, I can't pronounce because it's in Navi, but they'll come <laughs> a up with a lot of apostrophes. A, yeah, or... they'll come up with a better Navi name for it. So Navi Santa Claus has enlisted all of you to ride on the backs of the mighty Akron and deliver gifts for all the Navi boys and girls. So, you know, you give like a new, like a leather groin cloth for little, and I put these in the Navi name generator. What would be Michael in Navi? Tsumukin would be my name. So, like, he gets that. Or you get like a necklace that says, I see you, which is, of course, the famous line from Avatar. Again, I don't have to tell you guys, but we all know. I sure. see you is the, is the famous thing that Think Navi say to day. each other. Mm-hmm. And you have to go over and you, and you fill everyone's stockings with unobtainium and, you know, and you give cheer to everyone. So it's basically the same ride system. Uh, it's just that now you're distributing presents 
And there'll also be some virtual reality gloves where you'll be able to, you know, throw presents at different things. So there'll be a point system as well. We're adding a mm-hmm. different, whole different element to this ride. Who spread the most cheer, a.k.a. Right. V- Vinarzin. Uh, they're, exactly. They're, they're the Navi word for cheer. So you're taking the ride and it's basically, you know, it's not going to be that expensive, but now you're adding another element to it that's super fun. And of course, there's going to be an original song sung by Leona Lewis, uh, who sung, of course, the very famous I See You, the hit song from Avatar. Again. Why are you even bothering to explain I'm so, it? I'm just in case there's one person out there that doesn't remember the detail from Avatar. Yeah. I know everyone mostly does. It'd be like saying, you know, my heart will go on from Titanic. Those, right. those These songs from James Cameron films are exactly equal. Of course. I, yes, they are. So look, she sings a song, I See You, parentheses, at Navi Christmas. And that's the ride. And I think it would be a big hit. And a happy new year. And a happy new, Navi new year. <laughs> oh, wow. So, the, so uh, the ho, 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 holiday. What was it? The, the holiday <laughs> ride of holiday passage? flight of passage. I mean, we can, we can workshop the title specifically, you know, to get maybe something that is maybe more Navi friendly. But that's that's the working title. Ho, ho, holiday. Avatar flight of passage. That's a blast. And, you know, they have the technology. They mm-hmm. have the screen. It's easy to change that stuff out like, like Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. Let's get that done. Done. Next holiday season, Disney World. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little, inject a little holiday spirit into Pandora. Um, uh, Jason, you want to do it, or I can go next? Sure. Well, you know, we we recorded this uh, episode lately, so it's fresh on my mind. And I thought to myself, what better way to incorporate Christmas than a uh, uh, ride that already involves trees to some extent? So. Dudley do rights rips all Christmas, everyone. Okay, you uh, Dudley has to save Christmas. You change the story of the ride, and you want to talk about inexpensive? This is inexpensive. You just put a Christmas tree outfit over the Nell animatronics. You don't have to change anything. You put the Christmas tree outfit right over her. Cut out a thing for her face, so it's like, oh, it's Nell, but she's also a Christmas tree somehow. And then you hang some balls throughout the ride maybe at some point there's a wild sound take of just Dudley going like Merry Christmas everyone and the horse neighs so uh, Snidely Whiplash is trying to kidnap a Christmas tree Yes, he's trying okay. to kidnap one Christmas tree. And he's tying one to the tree. train tracks, a Christmas tree to the train tracks. Yes. You and can very easily paint him, just uh, put a new, give him a new hat and a new mustache, and then he's old, He's evil old Jack Frost. Oh, oh but, sure. Uh, that's going to make the money go up a little that's bit, That's going to make... Yeah. We'll have to buy one new hat. Yeah, you got to buy that new hat. <laughs> or just paint cool. it and paint it and repaint it, but paint costs money, too. Uh, yeah. uh, hey, Ayla, I know you're trying to be budget conscious yeah. with this ride. So, you know, this is just a quickie, you know, it, it, it's fun. Fun for the folks. Uh, uh, it helps distract people from the fact that Florida is starting to get colder <laughs> and they're on a water ride. Uh, yeah, so Dudley do rights rips all Christmas. And uh, maybe the horse has a little uh, Santa hat, too. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. That sounds great. I think we can make that happen very easily. Uh, could you dye the water a, a Christmas color? Could it be a red or green or alternatingly both? Could you freeze the water? And have the raft slide on the ice. Ooh, that'd be fun. Hmm. I and mean, then it'll look, go faster. Now, now these ideas change the 
properties of the physics of the ride. That's true. It may not be scientifically yeah. literally possible, but uh, uh, hey, this is uh, this is a, a blue sky brainstorming sesh. So, sure, yeah, yeah. and anything goes. Uh, uh, that that's delightful. Uh, um, my mine, mine's a little bit. Uh, uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm going to do something that's uh, uh, it's a little more of a thinker. Uh, um, it might uh, you know it, it's not necessarily a, a, well you, you'll 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 see. It's it's a bit of a, of a of a, of a, of a a grim situation, but it all it all works out in the end. Uh, I'm going to take a ride that has never really had any particular stakes to it or any story. It's just kind of a ride that puts along. You look at stuff passively, and I think it could use kind of a, a bigger sense of, of mystery or, or intrigue. I'm going to take you guys now on Submarine Voyage, Journey to the Sunken Pole. <laughs> <laughs> and the story here is that it's, it's a future in which the polar ice caps have melted, and the rumor is that in those events and the events of that that tragedy uh, uh santa's workshop and the entire north pole compound where he works was buried and lost uh nobody know nobody has eyes on on santa's whereabouts or the elves or the reindeer so we're gonna board a submarine and we're gonna submerge and we're gonna see if we can find what happened to santa's workshop and uh, uh like your attraction this one can involve james cameron uh, he's now in the disney family with avatar and he's uh, big into you know discovering Sunken remains like that of the Titanic. He so loves he would submarines. Be, mm-hmm, it's he a, loves it's remains. Thing. He loves sunken remains. Um, <laughs> so let's give him a shot to keep talking about it. He'd be your narrator on this journey, and it would, you know, for a while you'd just be submerging, and it would seem like, well, maybe we're never going to figure this out. Maybe we're never going to get there. Maybe we won't, we won't have any closure on this uh, this North Pole, Pole burial. But then, hovering just above an iceberg, we see a, a little a little red and, and white weather vane uh, shaped like a reindeer. And that's the proof. That's the up at the top of Santa's workshop cottage. So we know there's there we go. That's the proof. If we keep digging. So in the submarine, you you blow a hole in the iceberg <laughs> and you go and you keep sinking and you and you discover, oh, my God, it is true. These are the remains of Santa's North Pole workshop. And it's, uh, uh, you know, it's 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 a little it's a little bit upsetting. You know, you you, you a little bit. <laughs> you, you you get you get a sense of the the, the full depth of, of, of whatever occurred there. There, when the ice caps uh, uh, <laughs> in, in the avalanche, whatever it was that happened, you see uh, uh, you see errant candy canes and Christmas scarves and sweaters uh, uh, dr- uh, drifting around through the ice flow. Uh, you see unworn Santa suits and belts and boots, uh, uh, toys that could never find a home, uh, dollies and <laughs> oh, uh, no. and little horses that uh, uh, um, you know n- that will never be given to a child. It's very it's been, now at this point kids. The kids are upset, right? This isn't like kids. Kids are going to be. I'm, uh, a, I'm upset. Uh, yeah. uh, you, you, you all are both tearing up as, yeah. as I as I describe this ride. But I think it's important. It's uh, it it involves it, it it sheds a light on the ravages of, of global warming and what is happening <laughs> to our earth. To know that uh, we could, we could lose something as precious as uh, as as Santa's workshop, and and just when things seem the most grim, uh, as we as we're arriving back at the port. Uh, the, the hatch opens up and a beam of sunlight comes in and who should be there but a little old driver so lively and quick 
you know that he is Saint Nick. You hear his ho, 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 and you discover, oh my God, Santa made it out in time. He made it out <laughs> before the avalanche. Imagine you've been in that submarine, you think like things are as, as grim as they could ever be, but then you come back out, and oh my God, he made it. There's Santa, there's Mrs. Claus, there's, uh, there's all of the elves and all of the reindeer and old Rudolph himself. They made it out in time, and they moved uh, uh, Santa's workshop to the Canadian province of uh, Nunavut, and... Uh, so, so Santa's workshop is up and running, and it's green now. They learned their lesson. It is now no longer a coal-emitting workshop, and uh, uh, and and you get to celebrate with them and have a, uh, a, 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 a eat gingerbread cookies and uh, a share a candy cane, which is of course what Mrs. Claus makes. She makes the candy canes, right, if you course. know the, the lore of. So it's I I like this because it's a story with a lot of push and pull. Imagine the 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 terror of thinking that Santa and all his friends have died. But discovering that they that they made it out and they're stronger than ever. So the ride itself is just bleak. The ride itself, it feels like the ride portion of it just feels like it's a slaw. It's a mm-hmm. it's a horrible nightmare. Yeah. And then when you get off the ride, then you're like, oh, everything's okay. But the yes. ride itself is horrible. The ride itself. <laughs> the ride itself. <laughs> is, when you're journeying through crumbling gingerbread houses, right? And I mean, it's uh, you, you can't deny it would be it would be effective. It would stick with you. It would cause a conversation on the way home it would make you talk about uh, global warming and what's happening to our planet like tour- i think it'd be more uh, more effective than the inconvenient truth films it's like touring a disaster site basically mm-hmm. or going to disney with an aging art carney <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, the the north pole fro- has frozen over just as his icy heart has mm. and uh, and that's sort of what's happened here look i'm yeah i'm not i'm not saying it's 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 fun but what mm-hmm. do they all do they all have to be they don't I mean, Lincoln. <laughs> Lincoln is not fun at all. Great moments with Mr. Oh, Lincoln. Yeah. yeah, there's hey, there's a precedent for depressing stuff in the parks. You learn about the Civil War. You right. learn about a family torn apart. So uh, uh, why not? see uh, a lot of elf workstations sure. with no one filling them so and while, toys that will never be given. While I think your idea sounds uh, just totally miserable, mm-hmm. I do have to appreciate the lesson it's teaching the youth of today. Yeah. So, yeah, sure. And and these are things, you know, Epcot Center teaches about uh, mm-hmm. uh, what, what might be happening to our future. As we discussed Universe of Energy and its discussion of fossil fuels, uh, um, you know, there are issues in the park and it's time to bring them back for the holidays. <laughs> Make people realize that if we aren't careful this Christmas, there may not be another. Hmm. That's something to think about. <laughs> yeah. On all that right. note, so as we all... <laughs> journey to the journey to the sunken pole. So, I think I think right. everybody's sold, right? Yep, we're yeah. all sold. Great. Well, have a merry Christmas <laughs> and a happy, happy holiday, holidays, everyone. everyone. Thank you so uh, much make for it listening. So happy. Hey, look, as we reach the end of the year here, we've uh, thank just anybody who's listening. Thanks so much for listening. And I hope uh, yeah. I hope uh, other than this episode that you've had some fun <laughs> and enjoy enjoyed yeah. yourself and as we've taken you on this little podcast ride. Uh, thank you for all your uh, your nice comments on Twitter. Thank you for your iTunes reviews. Uh, they warm our hearts. Mm. And hey, if you have any questions, we'd like to do a, a mailbag episode at some point. So email us like uh, any questions you have about the parks uh, uh, or what have you. Anything. Yes. Give us fodder yeah. to kill time with on, yeah. this, on this podcast. For sure. Thanks everyone to, at Feral Audio and uh, hey, it's been a blast. We'll see you uh, not next year. We'll see you after Christmas. We'll see you next week. Uh, yeah, the, we'll the, see the, you the next week. Yeah, the normal thing. Off. All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, you survived podcast <laughs> the ride. Thanks. 